Hello, and welcome to Unstable Universes, the podcast where we ruin two of your favorite fandoms at once. I'm Evan Rowell. And I'm Alana Hopper. And this is episode three of Unstable Universes. Uh, this is officially a habit now, I guess. Is it three weeks? Sure. To make things a habit? Yeah. Or 10,000 hours? How long do you spend on your No, picks? just to make yourself a master. Oh, whoops. Not quite there well, yet. <laughs> oh, I think I'm a master at fanfic. You'll find out this episode. <laughs> uh, so, how this show goes, every week we read our fix that we wrote based on our prompts from last week. And then we'll jump right into random tandem fandoms. To generate the prompts for the following week. That's right. So, Random Tandem Fandoms gives us two fandoms and a tag with which we write our next fic. Uh, and then, so now we're going to read our fics from last week's prompts, which were Daredevil and Frozen in the future. What a good one, eh? Yeah. Oh, I'm reading first. Yeah, you are. I'm reading first this week. Evan Fix 3. Yeah, it's a good file name, What's right? the title of this? Oh my god. <laughs> Why do I never think of titles? <laughs> I feel like it's better when I think of my title on the go. So it's then true. it's just shitty and generic. Yeah, it's a little more raw. It's, uh... Hell's Kitchen Freezes Over. Oh, Ooh, that's good. That's actually a good one. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm not going to be able to beat it. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, your fic is going to beat mine. Okay, we'll see about that. This is Hell's Kitchen. Freeze is over. Am I going to have to do any voices in this one? No, I don't think so. Okay. Unless you want to. Probably not. Okay, you're good with that. Okay. The year is 2099. Not that years mean much anymore. No one pays taxes, no one celebrates birthdays, and no one gives one good goddamn about Easter anymore. The world has changed since the exodus, but my job hasn't. Protect. Ooh, so epic. Right? This is pretty good so far. Oh, it goes downhill real quick. Oh, okay. There aren't many of us heroes left. Parker and Stark were on the team that designed the transportation for the exodus, so they went with it. Most heroes went with them, claiming to protect the billions that left. But I know they just didn't want to be stuck cleaning up all this shit on Earth when any sense of law and order disappeared. Even the heroes for hire got hired off world for a long-term contract. An Electra. My Electra. Well, some bullshit went down with the hand a while back, and suffice it to say, we didn't see eye to eye after that. Shitting on the defenders and a pun about him not being able to see. I like it. Wait, do they break up in defenders? She got resurrected and she was like mind controlled by the hand. Oh, so. It was some weird bullshit. Okay. And so I patrol. I prowl along my typical route, along the rooftops of Hell's Kitchen. Frankly, it hasn't changed much. It's always been a lawless hellhole, but hey. It's home. The rain was coming down hard tonight, giving me my sight back. It's an odd feeling getting to see again, totally foreign, like Mark Wahlberg trying to play a character from anywhere except Boston. <laughs> I stopped running briefly to appreciate actually getting to see this godforsaken city for once. Above me fly a cacophony of machines, police drones, delivery bots, and flying cars. 
Below me, though, are my people, the people I serve. And I see one of my people being wronged. Ooh, uh-oh. Okay, I was about to ask when anything was going to happen. Good, yeah, good timing. Yeah, we're jumping in. Okay. Down below on the ground, a group of men are surrounding a woman in an alley and closing in quickly. I can hear the whirring of four plasma hand cannons powering up and the sizzle of rain, of rain evaporating as it hits a lightsaber. Author's note. It's the future, so the copyright on all intellectual property from Star Wars has expired. <laughs> in other words, I couldn't think of a good word for lightsaber. <laughs> Are there more author's notes? No. Come on, I almost had another one, but I didn't think it was good enough. Okay. Hand over your extra-dimensional pocket holder, love, grunted one, the one with the lightsaber. Christoph, Sven, uh, Elsa! The woman cried out. From half a block east, I heard three creatures come running. Two human. One was four-footed and hooved. Horses had long since gone extinct, so perhaps it was a goat destined to become this group's dinner. Don't you, don't you love this world building? Yeah, yours is good. It's not. <laughs> it's better than mine. <laughs> the Jedi wannabe reached over and grabbed the pocket holder, trying to wrestle it away from her. I dropped down next to this woman, my two little sticks drawn. She smelled of chocolate and fear. That's the only thing I know about Anna from Frozen. She likes chocolate. Oh. She does like chocolate. Okay, then. Who's this, then? Your boyfriend? Said one of the cannon hand... One of the hand cannon wielders mocked. Superheroes left during the exodus. It's the goddamn future. Can we not get past the patriarchal assumption that any man I come into contact with is my boy... The woman was cut off, not by the patriarchy, but by a blast of cold air rushing down the alley. (laughs) Political commentary served up fresh. (laughs) I like it. It's good. The rain coming down on us instantly froze, and my echolocation vision faded. Snow fell lightly around us instead, making a very fuzzy picture of what was going on around me. Two generally humanoid shapes and one large animal shape were walking towards us, crunching the sheet of ice formed on the newly frozen puddles under their feet. Let it go. Another voice commanded. I would highly suggest you run if you don't want to lose anything to frostbite. Around me, the five men dropped their weapons in the pocket holder and ran, slipping on the fresh ice coating on the ground. Three fell, one of them twice. Oops. Clumsy little boys. Oh, no. I gave them a quick wallop with my stick to motivate their exit a little bit more. Does he have a stick? Yeah, he has two little... Little sticks. Oh, okay. That he whips around. You too, Wonder Boy, the other woman said coldly. Back to the Bat Cave. Wrong Affleck franchise, a male voice chided. The other humanoid shape next to this cold woman. The point still stands. Leave, the woman yelled at me. Another cold blast in my direction. I heard the whistle of projectiles flying in my direction and barely managed to knock away two icicles from puncturing my non-working eyes. Elsa, stop! He was just trying to help, said the first woman from behind me. She ran past me and hugged the one with the male voice. I turned to do as I'm told. I'm not much for overstaying my welcome. There was always another person to be saved in Hell's Kitchen. 
But this Elsa, I suppose, appeared to have a change of heart. Wait, stranger, do you know this neighborhood well? I've lived here my whole life, I reply, curious. Not many new people choose to come to Hell's Kitchen unless they have to, even by the standards of post-Exodus anarchy. Hell's Kitchen is a rat's nest of crime. I like you... that you chose the thing rat's nest, because that's going to play in very well to mine. Uh-oh. I'm afraid. Foreshadowing. Oh. <laughs> You're fit to mine. <laughs> Chekhov's rat's nest. If it shows up in the first pick, it has to pay off in the second pick. Of course. We're stranded. Our um car broke down about a half mile northeast of here. We're not exactly sure what's wrong with it, said the non-Elsa female. Is their car just like a, a wagon that they attached to Sven? Oh. <laughs> that would have been a good idea, though. Oh, okay. The way she emphasized car was strange, as if it was a new term to her. Despite the fact that they fly nowadays, we still refer to our vehicles as cars. I'll have to keep that strangeness in mind. World building. <laughs> The world building's getting slightly weaker now. Yeah, car is still a word. (laughs) Well, I'm no mechanic, but I have a pretty good ear, so I might be able to sound out the issue I offer. Because he can hear things. Yep. Yep. Real good. (laughs) Any help would be appreciated, stranger, Elsa said, still cautiously cold. You can call me Daredevil. I'm Anna, and this is Elsa, and these two gentlemen are Kristoff and Sven. I see the fuzzy snow-shaped Anna gesture to her companions. The shapes of the human male, Kristoff, and the large beast, Sven, both bow in my direction. That seems like something they would do. I don't know. Maybe? I haven't seen the movie since, like, 2013, so... Is that when it came out? Probably. Something like that. I follow the group to their car. The snow continues to fall around us as we walk, leaving a trail of quickly melting ice in our wake. Elsa's aura of cold seemed to have about a ten-foot radius, so everything close to us I could see as fuzzy shapes. But beyond, the rain fell normally, and I could see with perfect clarity. So this is what it's like to be farsighted. Strange. (laughs) I I had to Google which one was farsighted and which one was nearsighted. I had it wrong at first. Yeah? Yeah. We arrived at their car shortly. Fired up, Kristoff, ordered Elsa. The man did as he was told, and I could immediately hear a strange rattle towards the back of the car. I head in that direction, letting them know. Could you pop the trunk? I think there's something strange going on back there. I use the word strange a lot. Yeah, I've noticed. Doctor Strange, that's why. Marvel. I did it on purpose. Ooh! It's all foreshadowing. Yeah. Doctor Strange definitely shows up. (laughs) No. Kristoff hits the button and I hear it click open. Elsa, Anna, and Sven stand close be- behind me as I open it. It appears to be empty except for a large can. I lean down to reach inside when I feel hefty kick to my rear end from two hooves. I tumble forward into the trunk and immediately I begin to feel much too cold for my liking. What in God's name is going on? I demand. You've just been drafted. Welcome to the off-world armed services, Elsa replied, smug, as if she was a queen of some some made-up country. I couldn't remember what the country was called. Arendale. Okay, yeah, that's fake. <laughs> my body slowed and I could feel my consciousness fading. 
The next time I'd wake up, I would be off-world, enlisted in a war I had never even heard of before. The end, I guess. I don't know. That seemed like a real dumb place to end, but I didn't have time or word count to, uh, you know, continue. Yeah. You see, you have really good world building, but then you're lacking on the action. Mine yeah, has, oh, 100%. Mine has one paragraph of world building where you're just told everything. But there's... The rest of the story is action, I think. It's not well-written action. Like, it's much worse than the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fic. Oh. But... Uh-oh. Still action. Well. That was Hell's Kitchen Freezes Over by me. And I'm glad it's over. Because I, I honestly think that's my weakest fic so far. And the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Buffy fic was not strong. <laughs> Honestly, the only one I've liked is the Criminal Minds one. And the first one we did for the the pilot. Oh, yes, the Unheard Pilot. Yeah, the Unheard Pilot, I think, were our best fix. I don't even remember what it was. The One Direction, Teletubbies, Wing Fic. Right. Listeners, berate us on social media if you ever (laughs) want to hear that. It's pretty good. Like, I think that's my strongest fic. It could be. I think Criminal Minds is still my strongest so far. We'll get stronger, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. By, like, episode 100, we'll either be really good or everything's going to be the same. We just, like, control F (laughs) and change the character names. (laughs) And every fic is the same. Ooh. That'd be interesting. No, that'd be so boring. (laughs) We're back for Atlanta's fic. Do we have a title? Oh, shit. The hand is an organization, question mark? (laughs) I should have done a little bit of research. No, it's fine. I always pick the one that I know nothing about and try to write that. So it's like, I've seen Frozen a ton of times. Right. I have, like, and then I chose Daredevil. Well, I looked at the first paragraph and... It seems interesting. <laughs> Alright, let's jump into The Hand is an Organization? By Alana. Elsa sat pointing her hairdryer at the frozen being in front of her. It had been 300 years since she froze the young blind man. Back then, she wasn't just a hologram. She was much more. She was human. <laughs> the ice cube boy in front of her was starting to gain his color back. A broken gasp startled the queen as Matt Murdock came back to life. What the fuck is happening? Why am I wet? He thrashed around in the puddle of his own drippings. <laughs> what is he, a turkey? It's because there's stuff dripping off him. But they're not his drippings. <laughs> I guess you're right. Never mind. I want to keep that You can't out. make gravy out of that. <laughs> The year is 2317. There's ninjas destroying Hell's Kitchen, and I need you to help me fix things, Elsa yelled back. Matt froze at this, trying to figure out what the heck the girl was talking about. He couldn't be in the future. Last he could remember, he was playing softball with Foggy in the rain. But if the hand was back in Hell's Kitchen, it was up to him to solve things. Let's go, Matt replied, pulling his mask over his eyes. Elsa took him by the arm and led him out the portal... And into the downtown core. No doors anymore, just portals? Just portals. It's pretty metal. That's some good world building. Thank you. 
Matt was immediately overwhelmed with all the strange new sounds that surrounded him. Flying cars zoomed past, and men used jetpacks to soar the skies. Don't let go of my arm, Elsa said as she pushed through the crowd towards another portal. Suddenly they were on a cliff high above the city. Elsa made snow fall from the artificial clouds, allowing Matt to see the destruction. We ran out of room on the ground, so Hell's Kitchen is suspended in the air now. Concrete was too heavy for things to work, so they replaced it with mac and cheese blocks, Elsa explained. So structurally sound. Mac and cheese blocks. <laughs> Remember how I said that your rat-infested city would come back to play? Uh-oh. Exactly. At that moment, a whirring sound took over the city. Screams could be heard rising up from the streets. The strong sound waves let Matt see the giant beast approaching the city crystal clear. There was a giant mechanical rat. Is that thing eating the buildings? Matt asked in horror. Yes, the hand made it to lighten the city even more. It's all leading to stage two. And what exactly is stage two? The hand is going to increase power to the magnets supporting the city, pushing it higher and higher up until everyone on it can no longer breathe. Once everyone is dead, he's going to bring it back down and use it as a kingdom for him and his ninja clan. Elsa (laughs) said solemnly. I feel like up until this point, it was fine that the hand could have just been an organization. But But now now it's him and his clan. Now it's clear that I think he's one person. Oops. I'm sure at some point in comics, there's been a guy named The Hand. It's gotta happen. I hope happened. so, right? It must have. Any uh, comic experts, let us know at UnUnPodcast on Twitter. The artificial clouds darkened and the snow turned to hail. Are you the one controlling that? Matt asked, gesturing towards the large metal clouds. Yeah, when I died, they placed my brain in this hologram and hooked me up to the cloud. <laughs> now my ice powers aren't good for anything other than controlling the weather. Tears filled Elsa's eyes. Matt tried to place a hand over hers in an act of comfort and was surprised to find he could actually feel hers. She was as solid as any human. Wait, they already held hands. Yeah. She said, don't let go of me. So they were holding hands. (laughs) Also, why And then he was surprised that he could hold her hand. Also, why would he reach for her hand and then be like, oh, wow, I can actually touch your hand? It didn't make a lot of sense. Matt Murdock is a goddamn moron. <laughs> He's been frozen for 300 years. It's not his fault. His brain's been scrambled. Yeah. It's still dethawing. Uh, please help me, a voice screamed from the city below. Elsa's strong hands grabbed Matt Murdock, and she jumped from the cliff. Matt screamed like a little bitch. <laughs> this is a recurring theme in my yeah. story. You like men being little bitches. Yeah. That's good. Just a little bitch feels really good to say. Again, patriarchy being smashed by our fix. Yep. (laughs) We're really breaking boundaries. It's true, we are. Matt screamed like a little bitch, but they both landed on an ice water slide that Elsa was crafting as they slid. Right towards the source of the screams. Like Frozone. Yeah, exactly like Frozone. Nice. The Mega Mecha Rat was currently gnawing at the base of a skyscraper. And 30 yards up was a young girl hanging from a windowsill by only one hand. Both superheroes immediately got to work. 
Elsa sent icicles shooting from her wrists, and they lodged in the Mega Mecha Rat's side. He turned to look at her, momentarily distracted from his tasty meal. I have the big boy distracted. You go get the girl, Elsa yelled at Matt. He used his sick parkour skills to climb the outside of the building. He leaped from ledge to ledge, climbing up and over the back of the giant rat to reach the small girl. Just grab onto me. Everything's going to be okay, Matt said in his superhero voice. Oh, okay. Take two. Just grab onto me. Everything will be okay. Matt said in a superhero voice. Is that, that what his superhero voice sounds like? No, it's a little more gravelly in the That's show. That's what I thought. I thought it'd be like... Just hold on to me. Everything's gonna be okay. Matt said in a superhero voice. The young girl grabbed on like a sloth. Nothing could break that iron grip. Painfully loud grinding of gears came from the mega mecha rat. Matt looked down to see the shape of Elsa standing on top of the rat. Her hologram foot stepping on the large red off button. Let's go stop the hand, she said. Matt couldn't see it, but he could hear her smile and the joy in her voice. He gave a small nod and smiled himself. <laughs> They're sharing a moment. He smiled himself. I'm building a romance. His heart felt full and he knew hers felt the same way. Hand in hand, the unlikely pair of superheroes took a, an ice slide to the area below the city, where the magnets supporting the city were located. It was there that they came face to face with the hand. But he wasn't like Matt remembered him in the past. This man was a cyborg. All sorts of metal objects protruded out of him at grotesque angles. Cannons made for launching ninja stars, swords, and even just random pieces of shrapnel. He looked like an IED ready to explode at any moment. Ah, Daredevil, how nice to finally see you again. The hand said, thirty or so men stepped out of the shadows, all dressed in full ninja attire. I assume Elsa has told you all about my plan? Yeah, and it's fucked, Matt yelled. He barreled towards the closest group of ninjas and immediately began kicking their asses. Oh, daredevil, I wouldn't do that if I were you. The hand said, stepping aside to show Foggy. Tears were streaming down his face and his hand was duct taped to a switch. Unfortunately, Matt couldn't see this and continued to fight the ninjas. It seems someone isn't very good at listening to instructions. Good thing I have a good little henchman to help me out, the hand said, and a sick smile spreading across his face. Pull the lever, Foggy. Matt's face whipped around and he stopped fighting. Elsa screamed, but it was too late. Foggy pulled the lever, and above them the city began to rise. Foggy, you bastard, Elsa screamed. So Foggy's just alive? He wasn't frozen? No. Okay. He's just... That poor 300-year-old man. <laughs> He's just alive forever. Foggy the Eternal. How dare you call him that, Matt screamed back, and he punched her right in the face, breaking her tiny hologram nose. Matt, Elsa whispered. She sat on the cold mac and cheese ground. <laughs> the ninjas took this moment of weakness to behead her. Oh my god. She looked at Matt one last time with her oversized blue eyes and glitched out of existence. Matt was filled with a rage like never before. I'm gonna kill you, he screamed. What happened next was a montage of sick ninja fighting. He quickly killed all the ninja henchmen. Now only the hand was left. I didn't write it, but I can assure you guys it was really sick in my mind. It was pretty sick. It was pretty cool. They approached each other slowly and bumped knuckles as a sign of good faith. <laughs> You know, like boxers? Yeah. 
I think that they both have like enough respect for the other that they do that. You know? <laughs> sure. Ninjas are, are a very honorable yeah. group. Also, the hand is someone that I've just created, apparently. It's true. So, he can do whatever I want. <laughs> they approached each other and bumped knuckles as a sign of good faith. Then the fighting began. Kicks and punches were thrown, but the hand was covered in so much metal shit that each hit hurt Matt more than his opponent. His hands and shins were torn to shreds, so in an act of desperation, Matt picked up one of the sighs scattered on the floor and threw it in the direction of the hand. There was a thunk, and then a gurgle before a body hit the floor. Matt smiled. Come on, Foggy, let's go get some Chinese food. Not so fast, Daredevil, came the voice of the hand. Neither of us are walking away from this fight. He flicked open a panel on his chest plate and pressed a large red detonate button. The hand exploded in a mass of shrapnel and weapons. Matt was impaled by several ninja stars and one large metal rod. As he lay there dying, Matt watched the city float ever higher. How? He can't see. Oh, yeah, shit. Maybe it's so loud that he's getting sound waves. But something else caught his eye. <laughs> a small metal cloud floating ever closer. It stopped right above him and let out a light dusting of snow before moving over to the lever and dropping several large balls of hail. The city began to move downwards once again, and cheers could be heard even from that far away. Matt smiled and took his final breath. The end. Elsa saved them. Elsa she was, saved them. She was them. uploaded to the cloud so she could still come back. <laughs> so? Uh, I like the hand as a character. Very interesting. Okay, I'm glad. Uh, Foggy is confusing, and you forgot he was blind at the end. But other than that, I would say <laughs> Pulitzer Prize winning uh, writing. Thank you. I really appreciated the mac and cheese. Mac and cheese was a good touch. <laughs> it added a lot of uh, weight to the story. A lot of world building. <laughs> world building. That's the word of the week, guys. World building. Something that we learned this week. And we're not very good at. Yep. But we're trying. And that's what counts. All right, boys and girls, should we jump into random tandem fandoms? Random tandem fandoms. Okay, drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our first fandom is Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> I love Anthony Bourdain. Our supporting fandom is Avatar, The Last Airbender slash Legend of Korra. And the tag is High School AU. This is going to be a good one. <laughs> this is going to be a very interesting. What do you know about Anthony Bourdain? He's a host of um, whatever his show was called. I think he's probably had a couple shows. He has. He's, uh, he has his layover show. He had, like, Anthony Bourdain. No like, reservations? No reservations. He, he travels the world and eats weird food. Is what I know about like him. Like good food. And it's not like he goes there to eat weird food. He goes there to eat good food. The best, from like the best restaurants. The best food that is specific to a certain culture. Yeah, 
And he also hates Toronto. He's also, yeah, he's just a bit of a dick. Yeah, he is a bit of a dick. He's, he's I a li- rude I boy. I like him for that, though. He's, I think he's interesting he's because honest. he's a bit of a dick. He's an honest man, I guess. Yeah, he, and I think that's good in, like, food things because it's, like, you can tell when he hates, like, the culture and the people there because he like, makes it so obvious that he just wants to get out of there and that's really entertaining to watch. Just, I'm like, sure. an asshole have a miserable time, <laughs> you know? In other words, me with this podcast. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not an asshole. And then Airbender and Cora, you've seen both. I've right? seen both. I watched both in first year, actually. We tried to watch Airbender together. Yeah, and it was a little too kiddy. Yeah. And then I just you pushed through, and I, I committed didn't. to it. And it gets honestly pretty dark. Does it? Yeah. I saw some of it with James like last year. Um, but that's interesting because they're essentially high school age anyway. Are they? I thought the air. I mean, they're the young. They're like um, ten to twelve. Was younger, yeah. Uh, so I guess we're high. A lot, I feel like a lot of high school AU's are aging down. It's going to be aging up. Yeah. Unless you go with Cora, and I could think Cora's like sixteen. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's by. She is. Yeah, Cora Sami's real. They confirmed it. At the end. Yeah, don't they, like, hold hands yeah, and walk hold- into the sunset? Into a portal. Into a portal? Yeah. Ooh, they have portals there? Yeah. It's like, there's like, some, future fic. There's some wild shit in Korra. Like, they essentially just make robots. What? Yeah, because, um... Did you ever get to the part with the blind girl? I've and, seen things with the blind yeah, girl. Yeah, Toph. She figures out that earthbending, you can bend metal with earthbending. Oh, that's awesome. So, robots are essentially just people metal bending. That's really cool. Yeah. And then bloodbending is a thing. Oh, yeah. That's for waterbenders. You can bend lava. You Firebenders can also just, like, explode things. Yeah. Um, I know. That's still not as cool as bloodbending. It's true. But bloodbending's a no-no. Okay. So, what is a high school AU? A high school AU is basically when you take characters and you put them in a high school environment. They don't necessarily need to be high school age. Like, you can have teachers, you can have, like, different things in that way. It just has to take place at a high school. Right. So it could be interesting to make it a bending high school? I think I'm going to just make it a general superpower high school. Okay. And Anthony Bourdain's is that he eats a lot of food. (laughs) And he's a little bit of a dick. Look forward to that. Uh, but yeah, like a bending school could be interesting, or just like straight normal high school, see what happens. That's less interesting. It's definitely less interesting, I'm probably not gonna do that. Yeah. Honestly, the problem with, like, taking fan fiction super out of its genre Mm -hmm. is I feel like a lot of times less fantastic writers, such as myself, uh, can't really hold up the, the character... Yeah. So it's just the name, and it's just, you know, whatever fits with the story For they want to write? it's usually that I don't actually know the characters, so I'm just kind of, well, Matt Murdock would maybe scream like a little bitch. <laughs> I'll make him scream like a little bitch. I think that's an excellent crossover that we get to look forward to next week. I'm excited. I think I'm, it's going to be good. I'm pretty jazzed. So, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Unstable Universes. Uh, We are 
now available on iTunes, Google Play, Pocket Casts, and we got approved for TuneIn, but every time I try to search for us, uh, it says we don't exist. So I'm going to have to resubmit, I think. Okay. But we're on iTunes and Google Play, which I think are the two biggest ones. Or you yeah. can just find us on Podiant or Podiant. Yep. If you Google Unstable Universes, we are the last <laughs> last link on the first page. We're those first page bitches, you know? We're on first page, but we're not at high the up. very bottom. Okay. Yeah. I'll work on our SEO. You can also read our fan fictions at fanfiction.net and AO3. That's right. We finally got our archive of our own account. Thank God. So you can read on that, and if you'd like to submit to us your Anthony Bourdain Legend of Korra Avatar High School fix, then you have to submit them by Monday, and you can do that through our Gmail, unstableuniverses at gmail.com. That's right, and like I've been saying this whole episode, you can follow us on Twitter, tweet at us at unpodcast, that's U-N-U-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Uh, but I think that's about it for this episode. I hope you had fun. I'm sorry our fix were terrible. Yeah, I feel like they're less funny this week. That's fine. I that's think okay. They were high octane. And, well, yours was. <laughs> and Yours had a mugging. That's pretty high octane. I suppose so. I've never walked out of a mugging without my adrenaline rushing. Perfect. Well, on that note, I'm Evan Rowell. And I'm Alana Hopper. See you next week. See you next week. week.